I'm Dr. Tama, a minister, licensed psychologist, and sacred artist, and this is Homecoming, a podcast to facilitate your journey home to yourself. While I will provide weekly inspiration and mental health tips, this podcast is not a substitute for therapy. I'm so excited you're on the journey. If you want to request specific topics or share your progress, email me at homecomingpodcast at gmail.com. Also, after you listen, be sure to like, subscribe, and share. Let's begin. I am so excited that you all are here for another episode of the Homecoming Podcast. And today's topic is so significant as we look at the journey home. Our theme for today is stop contorting, stop shifting, stop hiding, stop masking, stop scripting, dating post-trauma. And we are considering the experience of those on the journey who have had some devastating experiences in matters of the heart. And your experience may be dating post-escape from an abusive relationship. Your experience may be dating post-surviving childhood abuse or sexual assault. Your experience may be dating post-divorce. Your experience may be dating post a series of infidelities. Whatever the disappointment, abandonment, rejection, trauma was, I want you to know that it has an impact on us and the way we show up in matters of the heart. And if we are to come home to ourselves, we have to heal those wounds that creep into our relationships that shape us and in a lot of ways cause us to contort ourselves, to believe we have to be something other than who we are in order to be worthy of love, in order to be chosen, in order to be respected, that we have to be some other kind of person who is more worthy, who is more cute, who is more funny, who is more outgoing, who is more anything but who we feel we are. I want you to know on today, on the journey home, we have to come to a radical acceptance and celebration of who we are. What are the signs that we have been contorting ourselves in the dating arena? When we accept the unacceptable, when we excuse the inexcusable, when people say things that are a hindrance to us and we sit there and smile in silence, when we know on a spiritual level that something is not right, but we proceed because we are feeling anxious or worried or desperate about a lack of options or possibility. 
Some people refer to a part of this contorting as codependency. And with codependency, we erase ourselves and we center the needs, the desires, the wants of other people, even when that comes as at a cost to us. So I would raise the question because I think many times people engage in uh, blaming people for their circumstance without looking at their circumstance. So I would ask the question, why would a person erase themselves? What experiences in our lives taught us that it is better, that it is safer to be silent or to be who other people want us to be? What are the experiences in your life that taught you that it is more important for other people to be pleased and to disconnect from your own needs, your own heartstrings, your own thoughts, to question yourself, to doubt yourself? And that is why the end of the title of today's episode is post-trauma. There are events, experiences, disappointments that have happened, that have shaken us at our core, at our foundation. And some of us will say, I I am over it. I am done with it. It doesn't matter. I'm not there anymore. But when we take a look at our decision-making in matters of the heart, it is evident that the wound is still present. And I raise it to your attention not to create distress, but in the awareness is the healing. When I start to recognize the times I have neglected myself, abandoned myself, forsaken myself for another, what have I given up about me in order to hopefully be chosen? What have I given up or silenced within me in order to hopefully be acceptable? What have I closed my eyes to and closed my mouth about in order to hopefully be loved? When I betray myself, when I reconfigure and mask myself, then I am getting further and further away from home. Isn't it something that the very thing that we desire to be at home within ourselves, that in our pursuit of another, we can run further and further away from ourselves? Because if I have to mask myself in the beginning, when, if ever, will the mask come off? If I have to be something that I am not in the beginning, then how will I actually be at home? If in their presence you are walking on eggshells, if you are having to revise yourself, if you are having to deny your truth in order to please another, then eventually we will choke on the reality that we have surrendered the very spirit of who we are for a very empty reward. It is empty to feel chosen by someone who you don't even think knows you. What does it mean to say, I have had to be something 
to be acceptable. And this thing I have had to be is not even me. I want to save you some time and let you know it's not worth it. It is not worth it to give up yourself, to erase yourself, to silence yourself, to mask yourself. That you are worthy of love, appreciation, respect in the authenticity of who you are, in the fullness of who you are. And anyone who does not appreciate or value you in your truth and in your essence is not for you. So you can bless them and release them. It really is a matter of choosing home and recognizing that to be at home within myself does not mean that I will always face rejection, but it does mean I will sometimes face rejection. And that is okay because if I am not being a chameleon, right? If I am not just shape-shifting to match what each person wants, and there is no core truth of me, then that is not home. So when you dare to show up authentically and live from a place of truth, whether romantically or in platonic relationships and friendships, there will be some people who step away, and that is a gift because that departure comes at the foundation of truth, of living with honesty, of living with integrity, and taking the risk or believing in faith that I am enough. I am enough as I am. So I want to give you some of the strategies as we're thinking about being more authentic, even in matters of the heart, especially in matters of the heart, to not have to be something that I am not. So the first piece is self-awareness and self-definition. Do you know who you are? Right? I cannot be authentic in the presence of another if I have not figured out the dance to my own drumbeat. And so it requires spending some interior time, some reflection time, some clarity about knowing who I am so that I can honor her. And there are many who can tell you who they are not and what they don't want. But the question for us to ask ourselves is, what are the things that make me uniquely me? What are the things that if I give that up or if I don't speak that truth, then that is a betrayal of myself? What are the things that if I eliminate it as important to me are going to erase a part of my essence? And because of individuality, our picture won't look like everybody else's picture, but you begin to glory in, appreciate, recognize, celebrate your own identity, and then show up in that. Not only do I need self-awareness, but you have to start to become aware 
of your go-to mask. Each of us have masks that we are more prone to put on, that we are more likely, what scripts are you more likely to follow? What do you find yourself lying about? Or what do you find yourself omitting? What are the ways that for you socially there is labor involved because you are having to put on a false self? So when you start to identify the ways in which you contort, the ways in which you falsify, the ways in which we, let me say we, the ways in which we operate uh, from a place that is inauthentic, once I start to know that in myself, I can anticipate it, I can recognize it, I can see it coming, I can start to notice What are the environments that particularly pull that out of me? Or around what kind of people do I find myself going into this uh, contorted version of myself, this false version of myself? Because when I can begin to catch it, initially it'll be while you're doing it, that if you become more aware, you'll start to notice, I don't really agree. But why is it I don't feel like I can say that I disagree? Why am I sitting here pretending to be in agreement in this space, in this room? Where is the place for truth to be told? Yes? Or is this even an environment I want to be in? If I feel that to be here requires me to be something I am not, then I have to really do some soul searching. Is this a space for me or do and can I imagine showing up in this space with more authenticity? And what would that mean? And sometimes you might be surprised. Maybe you are expecting that it would be unacceptable. Perhaps it is and perhaps it's not. But there is freedom in discovering the realness of a relationship or the realness of a friendship when truth is told and known and lived. So we need self-awareness. We need to start becoming aware of our mask. And then here is the part which is hard for trauma survivors, those who have dealt with uh, violence, abuse, disappointment, abandonment. That is the risk of vulnerability. Because the truth is, even though on the surface we are masking to please other people or to be acceptable to other people, underneath that, the real reason I am masking is because I fear what you would think if I showed up in truth. I fear that I would be unacceptable if I let you see me. And so instead of being vulnerable, instead of being honest, instead of being real, then I will just parrot back to you what you have said to me, or I will just imitate the energy in the room because I'm not sure what would happen if I showed up in my truth. If we are going to make this journey home, and clearly you are on the journey home, then it will require some risk and some vulnerability 
and some honesty. So you have to ask yourself the question, is the risk of me unmasking greater than the cost of living my life with this mask on? And only you can answer that. And the question that I have asked before from Fannie Lou Hamer is, are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? Are you tired of faking it? Are you tired of faking it? You have to, you have, you have to really interrogate that for yourself. What has it cost you to live as some other woman? What has it cost you to live as some other man? What has it cost you to contort yourself? Are you tired of it yet? And if you really have taken into account the cost of inauthenticity, then you can say, maybe, perhaps, it would be worth it to be free. <laughs> it would be risky but it might just be worth it to be free. And that is a choice that each of us have to make as we are on this journey home. So we embrace our vulnerability and we start really being present. That's the part about mindfulness. When I am tuned in to what is really happening in a relationship, what is really happening in a room, what is happening within my body, right? As I'm sitting in someone's presence, what's going on in my heart? What's going on in my head? What's going on in my stomach, in my gut? What's, what's happening in my spirit when I'm in their presence? And when I start to take all of that into account, you see, when we are more honest with ourselves, it will seep out. <laughs> That's like when people say, you know, watch your face because your face is telling on you. A part of what makes masking easier is that we also deceive ourselves, right? So it's not even fully a mask. It's like uh, I'm not even telling myself the full truth about how ridiculous this is about how outrageous this is, about how unlike home this feels. But when I get into living in the present and tuning in and tapping into my own spirit, then that awareness within me is going to pull me out of the mask. It will pull, it's one of those things where we say, once you see something, you can't unsee it. Once you know it, you can't unknow it. Uh, once you stop deceiving yourself, it becomes crystal clear. So that is the journey we are on today. And the last thing that I want to tell you about coming out of this uh, contortion, living more authentically is how we can say it, including dating more authentically is that the response to your authenticity, even when it is negative, quote unquote, it is a gift. Because when I am not being real, nothing I build is real. And so when we decide to come home, it is that we are tired of operating out of falsehood and we are ready, we are ready to live from truth. So it will be a gift 
to you to start to really be honest about what you feel, to start to really be honest about what you think, about what you need, even about, as quiet as it's kept, what you require. What do you, what do you really require? Do you know yourself well enough to know what your requirements are? And your requirements won't be someone else's. But when you really come home to yourself, you know what, what you need or what you require or what you desire out of relationship space. You know what you need, what you desire, what you want out of companionship. And when you get clear about what you want, then it will be easier to release those who do not have it or who are unwilling to give it to you because you're clear about what you want, desire, need, require. This is dating from a place of truth. And it will save you a lot of time. It will save you a lot of energy. It will protect you from erasing yourself in hopes of gaining something that will never fulfill you, something that will never satisfy you. And so on this week, your homework really is two parts. One is to begin to journal about what mask you most often wear and where you find yourself masking. And you want to go into uh, monitoring, self-monitoring, self-awareness, so that you set an intention that I want to minimize, I want to reduce my masking this week. I want to show up more authentically this week so I don't have to laugh when nothing is funny. I don't have to have a stone face when people are hurting my feelings or disrespecting me. I don't have to pretend to agree with statements that are made that are at my expense. So on this week, you're going to be really mindful about reducing your mask and living more authentic authentically. And then for the second part of your homework, you're going to begin to tell yourself the truth about what you really want, about what you really need, about what you really desire, so that you can break out of this box of whatever anybody will give me because I believe I am not worthy. So any little thing people will give me, I will take it with gratitude even though my soul is unfulfilled. You're going to really take ownership of your heart. You're going to really come to terms with the needs and wants that you have denied within yourself. And as you do that, I want you to consider what freedom feels like. It may feel scary. It might feel risky. It will feel vulnerable. But freedom, freedom 
is a mandatory part of coming home. As long as I am in bondage to everybody else or anybody else, as I erase and deny and silence myself, I will always be homeless. And that is not what we want. So on today, I invite your soul to tell your heart, mind, body, and spirit, welcome home.